Welcome to the Thought Leaders to Watch podcast. I'm Catherine Mora, founder and CEO of Change Empire Books. We help coaches, speakers, and entrepreneurs write and publish quality books and get them out into the world. We believe that thought leaders are made through a combination of quality of service, planning, and authenticity. Do you want to impact lives and leave a legacy? Stick around until the end of the show and we'll reveal how you could be our next guest on the Thought Leaders to Watch podcast. Let's get started. Hey, Thought Leaders. This is Star Henderson, host of Thought Leaders to Watch, and this episode's Thought Leader is Kathy McKenzie from fireupcoaching.com.au. Hey, Kathy, how are you doing? I'm great, Starlet, and it's great to be with you today. I'm glad you're here, and you're going to tell us all about how the coaching biz is going on um, right now. And I mentioned your website is fireupcoaching.com. Can you tell me how you got started in that business? Look, it's really interesting. I actually worked in the travel industry for a company called Flight Centres, and I was very fortunate that I started with them. I actually started out as a nurse and then just went travelling for a couple of years and loved travelling. And when I got back, um, I'd actually been nursing in the UK for a couple of uh, months, Mm -hmm. and it was really hard. I mean, I have such empathy for all of those frontline workers at the moment in the UK with the pandemic. And I just found it really um, quite challenging. And I was quite young then. So when I got back to Australia, I saw an ad for um, becoming a travel agent. And I thought, oh, that sounds kind of cool. And I thought, I'll just just do that for six months until I get into intensive care nursing, which is what I intended to do. And it was one of those random times in life where that six months turned into seven years. And I absolutely loved it. I started with a company which Flight Centers is actually global now, but at that stage they were a nothing company. Mm-hmm. And the guy who employed me when he was interviewing me said, oh, you know, one day this company is going to be the largest retail travel industry, travel group in the world. Mm-hmm. I was looking around this office going, seriously, good dream, man. <laughs> Delusional. <laughs> yeah. And um, But I just, I loved, I fell in love with selling from the minute I started and just the interaction with people. And what what um, transpired from that was I actually opened up one of the first country flight centres in Australia and that did really well. So they said, hey, why don't you go to Vancouver and set up and help set up the retail division there? And it's like, you know, at 28, who's going to say no to being shifted to Vancouver? Nice. And that was just, that was one of those other, another sliding door moment. There was a lot of things that happened with flight centres that didn't go well. And I ended up leaving them and studying NLP in Canada with um, with Marilyn Atkinson, who was an amazing influence on me. And I just loved it. And I was just completely immersed in it for two years over there and did hypnotherapy and came back and was just really inspired. And, and that was in 1998, so it's a long time ago. And coaching hadn't even hit the shores of Australia then. So it was just a really great opportunity for me. Um, and I started working for another company when I first got back and with a big corporate and mm. there was not a lot of integrity and I just thought oh maybe I can do this myself 
And, yeah, and that's where it started from. So, yeah, and that was 23 years ago I started the business. Oh, good night. Um, you Not all of our audience will know what NLP is. So can you tell us a little bit about, obviously, what that stands for and what that is? Yeah, actually, it's a really funny thing because I only got married six years ago. And when I first started studying NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming, mm-hmm. and obviously, it's you know, the neuro is uh, all of the data and information that we're all receiving and how we all filter that differently depending on our neurological filters. Language is being able to listen for not just what people are saying but how they're processing it and then the programming. It's all that essential stuff from naught to seven. And when I started studying it in Canada, I'd ring home and say to mum and dad, I'm studying neurolinguistic programming. And, and dad would go, what? Bella, <laughs> what are you doing? And at my wedding six years ago, he goes, well, we all know Kathy's into neuro-linguistic programming. <laughs> what a load of hogwash. Oh, thanks, Dad. <laughs> so, so I've never been able to convince my uh, my farmer father that there's value in actually understanding people's neurology. But that's what it is. It's actually really un- understanding when people um, take in information how their map of reality can really be very different to yours mm-hmm. and that you need to pay attention not just to your own map but to filtering from their perceptual filters. Sure. All of the people, everyone that you encounter has their own map. Absolutely. <laughs> You're never going to get anywhere unless you understand each other's maps. No, 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 true. It's interesting, though, how, you know, it's for many people it's very difficult to shift perspective and I think that's why coaching has become such a, a big part of organisational change and personal change because it's a really nice, subtle way to work with people to gently nudge mm-hmm. them towards seeing other possibilities and other opportunities for themselves. Yeah. So you're, um, I don't know, the image that came into my mind is the, you know, massaging thoughts, right? And so, yeah, you're just, um, you know, change, helping them change perspective. Um, the um, impact that you've had on people, can you g- give us a story of, you know, where some of the NLP and the coaching that you've done has impacted the in, the, in, in an individual? Look, it's one of my favorite stories. It's actually, it's, it's two sisters. And I coached uh, one of the girls about 15 years ago and when she first sat down, she said, I'm going to get married. And I went, whoa, 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 let's just just step back from that. There might be a few steps in between. And over the course of the next 12 months, you know, we had a a fantastic relationship where she realised first she needed to move out. She was looking after an elderly mother and there was a lot of personal things that changed for her and she did end up getting married about three or four years later after that. However, last year during the pandemic, she rang me and she said, Kathy, my sister, is as stuck as I used to be. She doesn't believe a relationship's possible for her and would you be able to coach her? And I said, well, actually, as fate has it, I'm currently going through my master coaching certification, which is true, and I said, I'd love her to work with me and do six or seven sessions so that I could potentially use one of those for my master coaching um, example. Mm-hmm. And her first conversation with me was, Kathy, I've got a wheelbarrow full of worries. 
Oh, and I thought, what a great metaphor that people come to with you. You know, that you know, a wheelbarrow full of, of problems. And after the fourth session, uh, we were laughing at the start, and she said, Today. And it was just that whole transformation from focusing on what wasn't working for her, realizing it's not about self-esteem. Like I, both of them had obviously had similar um, issues in their childhood that had led to the, their lack of trust of men. And but we didn't need to go into any of that. Mm-hmm. It was more helping them to come to that space where they realise that when they truly understand their own values, and I think a lot of the conversations, until you get to that values component, you're not going to have a real conversation. And it's that capacity to realise, you know, what's the value? Like with with the first conversations, you know, what's the value getting married? You know, do you really want to get married if if it's to someone who doesn't treat you kindly and isn't, you know, compassionate? And she's like, no, 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 I don't want that. And I'm like, well, we need to sort out the values, your own values, and you have to be clear about those before you enter into a relationship because if you get into a relationship, um, as you would know, like if you're in a relationship with someone whose values don't align to your own, it becomes pretty exhausting. Yeah, you married the wrong person, you know, just for sake of saying I'm married. That's not not where you want to be. Yeah, yeah. And that was part of her story, that she had been married 17 years ago to someone who had really reduced her self-esteem to the point where, you know, she was, you know, a woman early early 50s, beautiful looking, really successful in like the top of her career and just that that familiar story that, you know, um, I'm not going to find someone who really gets me or appreciates me. Right. Um, And... And uh, I haven't talked to her in the last few weeks, but I'm hoping that she's, you know, she was, she started dating by our third session and was telling me some hilarious stories um, and and enjoying it. She wasn't, you know, I think that was one of the things that previously she was going into dating with this, you know, preformed, he's got to be like this, you know, and, and that's part of the issue is just getting people to recognise that sometimes what's really right for you doesn't present in exactly the form or shape that you have perceived it will be. Sure. What we think we want might not be exactly what we do want or what we need. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is, it's like that negotiation of needs. Like sometimes relationships are people coming together because I need you and you need me. And that's not actually going to be a healthy relationship. So it's that recognizing, okay, I have certain needs that I need to be met, but is it fair to expect my partner's going to meet those needs? And just all of those complexities that we bring as humans into a relationship. Yeah, all those complexities or whatever is filling our wheelbarrow, right? I mean, I think of yeah. one thing, I think of a wheelbarrow and what that is usually full of. And I'm sure that that's uh uh yeah. It's a metaphor, isn't it? It's an interesting <laughs> it, it, metaphor it that be. she used that it yeah, definitely yeah, can yeah. be for sure. So um what uh, what does being a thought leader mean to you, Kathy, in this space? For me, in this space, it, it means opportunities to support people in getting to places that they perhaps didn't believe they could. And that's what I see on a continual basis is people coming to a coaching 
a coaching course or a coaching relationship, whether it's one-on-one coaching or even team coaching is a big thing now. Mm -hmm. People come in with um, sort of that fixed mindset, thinking that things are always going to be this way or that the happiest part of my life is behind me. Um, And as a thought leader, you can expand that thinking and expand their their categories of, of what's possible to making a difference first for themselves, then for their either, like if we're talking personal coaching, it might be them, their family, their community, if you're talking in businesses. And this is where I think it's a huge responsibility as a thought leader to, to stay in that space where you help leaders in organisations to work collaboratively and co-create. I did Judith Glazer's, Glazer's Conversation Intelligence course a few years ago. It was a fabulous learning. And just that whole co-creating as a thought leader, our, our responsibility is to help others co-create something and to make communities, which then has the ripple effect of making countries or the world a better place, which sounds a bit, you know, you however, you know, yeah, you do, you do. And particularly at the moment, I think there's never been a more important time for us to be bringing positive and um, empowering uh, conversations into families, communities, workplaces, and that's what being a thought leader means to me is, is being able to be conduit to people seeing other possibilities. That's a good one. Um, we talked about you and your coaching individuals. I know you mentioned team coaching, but now you have um, this new avenue. You're going to start doing accredited coach training. And so um, leading thoughts in, in their minds, right, of am I capable and, you know, can I do this? Can I not do this? Can you tell us a little bit about where you're going with that? Yeah, look, it was really interesting. Uh, I um, originally started out running programs that were personal development programs for the first, say, 10 years I did the business. And actually in about 2008 or nine, I saw that I needed to get a bit more rigour around how we ran our programs. And so we became what they call a registered training organisation in Australia that um, requires a lot of um, you know, applications and paperwork, and it's a government thing. Mm-hmm. And that then allowed us to also get um, accreditation from the International Coaching Federation, which meant that our course is now not only a national qualification but an international qualification. And we've we've refined that over the last two years, particularly. We've updated with it with a whole lot of new neuroscience. And it's just fantastic. We, you know, we had a lot of learnings last year, obviously taking it all from being face-to-face to to online Mm -hmm. virtual um, has meant that we've rewritten it. We're actually launching a new platform on the 1st of February because the platform that we had for people to do their assessments for accreditation was just too clunky last year. And even I, I hated getting into my own learner management system. So that was probably a good indicator that it was time to start again. And the, the, but the flip side of it's been that our accredited coaching programs now have people from all over Australia, so not just Melbourne and Brisbane, which is what it predominantly was before. So the and accredited coaching is becoming so important because as psychologists get maxed out from the impact of the pandemic, mm-hmm. it means that coaching can fill that space where people don't all need necessarily that psychological counselling. They just need to get back on track. 
Right. Yeah. So by accreditation, accredited count, um, sorry, accredited coaching, this is quality coaching that meets standards across Australia and beyond. Yeah, we're actually what they call an, an ACTP, which is an accredited coach training program. And the International Coaching Federation is based out of, uh, started in America, um, but it's a global organisation. And I think they have 1,700 members in Australia and about 35,000 globally. Uh, I went to their conference in Prague a few years ago and it was just fantastic to see how coaching has just grown around the world and just meeting all these amazing coaches who are really making a a difference. It's fantastic. Um, And just the importance of people who say they are coaches because it's a really privileged space and it's a very personal space with people. Hence why it's important that, you know, someone just can't say, hey, I've, I've had a hard life so I can actually help you with your hard life. It's not how it works. Got it. We like to talk about books. And uh, so I did want to ask you if you wanted to recommend a book that um, helped impact your life. I have a bookshelf that has got so many. However, one of the really special books that I got very early on when I started my business, um, I often tell the story and I joke in, in class that my brother was a butcher and for Christmas, I, I'm, I'm the third eldest of 12 children which meant we never bought for everybody. We always had wow. a Kris Kringle. Sure. And what, one year I had my brother in the Kris Kringle and I thought, oh, Joe wants to do something other than be a butcher. He wants to, you know, get out of that. I'll buy him Stephen Covey's The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. <laughs> and so we're at Christmas because I had found that book so influential. And Joe opened it and he's looking at it and he's going, Kath, I don't even read. And, oh, no. <laughs> and, and it was this funny, like, However, the following Christmas, and this is the book that I loved and that I really found so impactful, he went from not reading to getting a, 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 he changed and got a job as a real estate agent the year, the year after that. And at his interview, they asked him, Joe, you know, we, we like people who have the right attitude. What book are you reading at the moment? And he was thinking, what was that book Kathy gave me for Christmas? And he went, oh. and he said, uh, actually, I'm reading The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. And they said, that's exactly the attitude we want. So it's always been a joke. And then he gave me Jim Rohn's Leading an Inspired Life. And that was, for me, a beautiful, and it was a, a leather-bound, and it was kind, it's kind of been our special joke ever since, you know, that was probably 20 years ago or more. And my brother and I like to exchange uh, books now, but he gave me a leather-bound copy of Jim Rohn's Leading an Inspired Life. And I just pulled it out last week, actually, before this, in preparation. And yes. thought, uh, it really, it still is just such a relevant, beautiful book. That's a, an, an awesome story. Um, and I'm trying to place it on your timeline. Were you coaching your brother before you were even a coach? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't even have a business then, so I was working. For, yeah, you're right. It was probably about yeah, it was probably about twenty something years ago. It was when I was working for flight centres and flight centres. I was very lucky. Like you know, they did a lot of um, leadership training with us. We went to three or four different management conferences all over the world. So you know, it was so exciting to yeah. be learning all of this stuff. And it would have been one of the flight centres conferences where I would have introduced to 
the seven habits, seven habits. or we would have all been given, like at the conferences, they used to give us all books. So I would have been given that book, which I then would have given to my brother. So you're right. It was well before I was ever trained as a coach or did any of my NLP training. You admit you missed your initial signs. You could have been a coach for 20 years at this point. All right. Exactly. So it's been a pleasure, Kathy. I appreciate your time. Let's uh, uh, tell everybody where your website is again and how to reach you if they want to um, individual or become a coach, become accredited coach, and we'll wrap it up. Yeah, look, we'd love you to um, you feel free to either email me at info at fireup.com.au or we're launching a beautiful new website next week, which is going to be fireupcoaching.com.au. All right. Great. Thanks for your time again. Enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Great. It was lovely to meet you. Catherine Mora here. Thank you so much for listening to the Thought Leaders to Watch podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker or entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit changeempire.com slash podcast slash apply. If you got something out of this interview, please share this episode on social media. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Thought Leaders to Watch. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and they mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, changeempire.com or follow me on LinkedIn as Catherine Moore. We're on Facebook and Instagram as Change Empire Book Coaching. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.